When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But that's the state of that division. The Seattle Seahawks, on the other hand, easily the biggest surprise in the NFL this year. I think that that's not hyperbolic to to go that route. But Geno Smith at quarterback and everything he's been able to do with an offense that was missing pieces due to injuries for a couple weeks. And fortunately, they have a pretty clean injury report going into this game against the Bucs in Germany. So I think that you look at the the state of both teams right now, look at the state of the NFC, and realize that one of these two teams that you see is probably going to be one that makes a pretty deep playoff push. I think it's been surprising on both of these teams' fronts, right? Because we thought the Bucks were going to be better than they have looked this season, particularly offensively, and there have been issues there, and particularly O-line issues and running game problems, which we still saw them have the running game issues against the Rams last week. Whereas the Seahawks have been surprising to us because nobody expected anything. I mean, some people thought they were tanking going into the season, and they have done quite the opposite. So it's been two surprising stories, but I do agree with you. I think we're at a point with the Bucks where they're in a weak division, and maybe that 45 seconds it took Brady to march down the field and win that game against the Rams is sort of a turning point in the season. I don't think it gets rid of any of their problems, but what we did see was that Tampa does have a very good defense. We saw it against the Rams. They still have an excellent D-line. Vita Vea is still a force, and that's going to be in full effect here against the Seahawks. So this one with Tampa favored, I think, surprises people, but I think maybe that has something to do with why from a matchup perspective. Tom Brady, he is the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He appeared on the Let's Go podcast and he discussed whether at any point this season he has started to doubt himself. Doubt does start to creep in because you're trying something. You're putting all your time and effort and all your energy and all your prep and it's not going well. Then you're thinking, what do we got to do? What do we got to do? It's never been like this before. And then you do look at your schedule and you're like, God, where, where do we get one? And the reality is, is it's there and they're there for the taking. You just got to go play well. Well, Tom Brady, they're referencing that they are there for the taking. Tom Brady's very aware, Courtney, that they're in a weak division and that the season is far from lost, even if it was a rough half to it. Yeah, and I think that that's a human moment from Tom Brady, who if the goat of our generation at quarterback, willing to say the part that everybody's been wondering. Did you think that you guys might not be so good after you lose a lot of games? And did you think your playoff hopes are out the window? And he's obviously dealing with a lot in his personal life and then coming back after unretiring 40 days of retirement and this not going according to plan. I think it's refreshing to hear that doubt does start to creep in for a team that has had maybe still has, but definitely had Super Bowl aspirations going into this year. So whether last week was a turning point or not, I think that the flaws within this Bucks team, especially on offense, remain. Like What I remember seeing was Tom Brady and Byron Lefwich following that win over the Rams, giving each other a hug on the sideline, and almost seeming like they were relieved. Relieved that they were able to pull out a win, not only against a formidable opponent, a team that won the Super Bowl last year, but that... They were able to make it work because very clearly their offensive game plan right now is not cutting it. This is a team that is meant for a – it's built for a downfield passing attack, yet they keep trying to – I mean, 
I don't think Byron Leftwich has met a second and short run that he doesn't love, like, and they love running on first down too. They haven't adjusted. And that's really hurt Tom Brady in this offense. It's not just, oh, the offensive line's banged up and they got a ton of injuries. Sure, that limits what they can do, especially with a quick passing game. But my goodness, it just feels like this team cannot get out of its own way with the way that they're designing how to beat opponents. And last week gave them some life, showing that they could do it. On the defensive side of the ball, though, that loss that they have with, with uh, Shaq Barrett is mm-hmm. not a good one. And I think that that's something against, uh, you know, a Seahawks time. If you get a Seahawks team, if you give Geno Smith time, he can carve you up, which is a weird thing to say in 2022, knowing Geno Smith's past and his trajectory throughout the NFL. But that's why he's so good. And I think that that's going to be where this game is won and lost for the Bucks and for the Seahawks. The sentence, this is why he's so good. I mean, even calling Geno Smith is so good is weird to say, right? But this is where we're at in 2022. Everyone is buying into Geno Smith. Rob Ninkovich, ESPN's NFL analyst, he was on Greeny. He's one of them. He said everyone was counting out Geno Smith. And Geno even said it after a game. You know, people wrote me off, but I didn't write off myself. Mm-hmm. So he's been able to take this opportunity and run with it. And I think that he, he's putting up a pretty good fight to show, like, hey, I'm here. I'm helping this team win. We're in. We're basically in it right now. Yeah. We're in the mix to be in the playoffs and to, to make a run at this thing. I want to see what he does in some of those big moments when the game's on the line, if they do get into the playoffs. I want to see how he performs at that level. Yeah, putting up a pretty good fight. I mean, he's got this team sitting at 6-3 and three on the top of the division in the NFC West. Geno Smith is more than putting up a pretty good fight. It's remarkable to see for a player that's been in the league for a long time and, and been counted out now for a long time for, for viable reasons, Courtney. I mean, this is a new look Geno Smith, and players don't normally wake up all these years later and look like a different player in a different uniform. Yeah, you usually don't lead the NFL in completion percentage after bouncing around for a couple teams, then you find get your opportunity to play because the guy who was supposed to be playing got COVID and then got himself benched and that's Drew Locke and they got really lucky the Seahawks in being able to have somebody who could pick up where they left off with Russell Wilson and the big question marks is this team going to be in tank mode can they somehow salvage things they were supposed to be terrible this year they're six and three right now they're the third seed in the NFC playoffs as it stands and a big reason for that is Geno Smith. I mean, he has the third best passer rating in the NFL. Tom Brady's passer rating is the lowest it's been since 2019. So can he outduel Tom Brady in a road game for both teams? I think that that's possible because while Brady is continuing to play at a pretty high level, there's still kind of cracks within the armor of what the Bucks are doing, of what he's doing. Yeah, I remember going back to that Thursday night game that they played against the Ravens a couple weeks ago. Tom Brady was not very good. And yeah, there were a lot of miscues, misfiring players at the goal line in the back of the end zone. Of course, he's able to, to correct those things, but can everybody else on offense catch up to Tom Brady in being able to correct those mistakes and make sure that they don't happen again? That's a good thing that the Bucks, that the Seahawks are going to be able to capitalize on against this Bucks team when they play in Germany this weekend. It'll be an interesting matchup, even more interesting, because, again, this game coming from Munich, Germany, 9.30 a.m. So set your clocks. Uh, go ahead and, and... Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I don't want to hear about this. Are the Vikings real or not real? They're winning games. They're finding creative ways to win games. And they played a decently tough schedule. No team has better weapons than Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, TJ Hawkinson. Yes, I think the Vikings absolutely are a Super Bowl team. I've been the first one after games to say, hey, we won, we can play better. It's great to be having these conversations at 7-1 and one rather than at 1-7. and seven. There's no doubt that we're always looking to improve, and this is a great test this Sunday. It is going to be a big test this Sunday. We're going to get to that Vikings-Bills matchup in just a moment. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. Tune in to the Armed Forces Classic tonight as Michigan State takes on Gonzaga. Presented by Disabled American Veterans. Pre-game currently happening on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. So, Courtney, the Minnesota Vikings are sitting at 7-1. and one. They visit the 6-2 and two Buffalo Bills at 1 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. The Vikings have won six consecutive games. The Bills had their four-game win streak snapped last week with that loss to the New York Jets, 20-17. to 17. Both of these teams considered very, very good. Both of these teams, certainly two of the better teams in the NFL. Some people believe in the Vikings a little bit more than others, and also we have a problem for the Buffalo Bills when it comes to Josh Allen's elbow. The latest on Josh Allen is that he is minute by minute or hour by hour. We haven't got to minute to minute yet. It's hour by hour officially uh, on Josh Allen's elbow. He has uh, reportedly a UCL sprain, something that he suffered back in 2018, I believe it was, when he missed four games as well. So his status uncertain for this game probably has a lot to do with how this game is going to go for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and that's, you know... That's something that I think the Vikings don't get a lot of credit for is that they've caught lucky breaks this season. And, of course, playing backup quarterbacks, most people would lead that believe, you know, put that in that same category. They played Taylor Heineke last week in a one-possession game that they ended up pulling out on the road at Washington. And if they face Case Keenum, that's somebody that – couple players on this defense. There hasn't been that much turnover, but a lot of these guys – went against him in practice a lot during the 2017 season when Keenum took over for in an injured Sam Bradford and led the team to the NFC Championship. So I we're going to be on elbow watch all weekend long, probably leading up to inactives being released on Sunday morning to figure out whether Josh Allen's going to go. 
we're both in agreement that the safe thing to do for a team that's 0-2 currently in its division and still wants home field advantage in the playoffs to rest Josh Allen and get the best version of Josh Allen down the line when it actually matters. But Case Keenum's still a very good quarterback, a very good backup quarterback at that. I think that that's kind of the thing that might get buried in all of this, just because what he did and how much success he had was five years ago. We were just talking about Geno Smith. For some guys, time does not matter. If you were good at one point, you can be good again. Well, and the success that Courtney is referring to is what Case Keenum was able to do in Minnesota with that Minneapolis miracle. If you forgot what that sounded like, here it is back in 2017. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, 30. No And you heard that right, Stefan Diggs. So certainly Case Keenum is going to be capable of running this offense. He can get the ball out quickly. He can get you wins. We saw him do it as a starter for a couple games last season in Cleveland. So if you have a viable backup like a Case Keenum, then why push it when it comes to Josh Allen's elbow? And so this is why I don't think we're going to see Josh Allen. Now, a lot of people expect he's going to play through the pain. And I'm not sure it's one of those injuries, Courtney, that he can make worse, but it the whole thing just feels so risky to me when we're talking about the pain in an elbow on an elbow that he's already previously had issues with years ago that cost him to miss a, a large portion of that season. And this is a Buffalo Bills team, not just postseason aspirations, but with legitimate Super Bowl aspirations. Yes, home field matters, particularly if you play in a place called Buffalo, New York, but but making it and actually having Josh Allen available to you in the postseason matters a whole lot more no matter where you end up having to play. And so all of these regular season games are important to all of these teams. But I just think that the health of Josh Allen is of the utmost importance to the Bills. And even if he doesn't play, I expect that this is a Buffalo team that can score more than 17 points, which they did in the loss to the Jets last weekend. Like they've got so much talent, both sides of the ball. They might be the most complete team in the entire NFL at this moment. And whether it's Keenum and Diggs and the chemistry that they have, or whether it's Von Miller, Matt Milano, Ed Oliver, like their front is so, so good. You know, can the Vikings win this game? Of course they can. Kevin O'Connell's team has been really good at being able to pull out wins in close game situations. He did it six times in a row, and right now they're 7-1. and one. But this is going to be as tough of a road environment as the Vikings have faced this season, probably as tough as there is in the NFL. So that's something I think if you're Buffalo, when you're making this decision, is it Josh Allen? Is it Case Keenum? You can ride on some of those external factors and hope that that carries you to a win, knowing the group that you have, that aside from Josh Allen, who's an MVP candidate for sure this season, you can be able to get by a Vikings team that is really good with everybody else that you have. Now, we know Kirk Cousins is feeling all the swag right now, and we know he's feeling all the the swag of Kevin O'Connell's offense, but we also know Kirk Cousins has your reputation when it comes to the big game. This is a big game this weekend, Courtney. Is that, does that apply here at all? Does that, you, you covered this team for a long time. Do you think that matters? This is a very big stage. It it does. And I know that some of those numbers with Kirk and what is his record in prime time, what's his record on Monday night football, all things like that, you know, they come out during moments like this, but this is a group collectively 
that has pulled out a lot of close games. For them to start the season winning all of these games by one possession, I think people think back to last year when they were losing games in similar fashion, where at the end of games they're in prevent defense and they give up a score, they end up in overtime when they shouldn't. They're still playing tight games. It just happens that the, the, the meter is tipped where they're winning them. And Kirk is a big part of that. I think that you've got to give credit where credit's due. Think about what happened in Washington last week. So they're down 10 going into the fourth quarter. He had thrown an interception before halftime. He was getting you know annihilated by Washington's defense, which has a very good front seven as well. He gets hurt momentarily in Washington, which does not happen. Like, I know that that sounds like a a normal thing. Kirk Cousins doesn't miss games. He doesn't ever leave games with injury. Like, I covered him for four years in Minnesota, and not once did that happen. Because for whatever reason, his durability factor is off the charts. So for him to exit the game momentarily when they're chanting and mocking him, you like that, in Washington, and then he comes back and helps them win, that's a Kirk Cousins you got to tip your tip your hat to and give him credit because he's risen above the narrative, so to speak, that he can't win the big one. He they may not have been the biggest, biggest game so far this season, Arizona and Washington in back-to-back weeks, but they're still 7-1, and one, and the quarterback is a very big part of that. He's not a bystander in that 7-1 and one record the way that some other quarterbacks are, maybe Zach Wilson, for example, with how good the Jets are. Kirk's been a very big part of that, and he deserves the credit. He deserves the credit. He deserves to dance shirtless on a plane and it go viral. He deserves it all. This is a swaggy Kirk Cousins that we're seeing in 2022. We'll see if we see Josh Allen in this matchup as well. Coming up here on Canty and Carlin, Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. What's going on with the Los Angeles Lakers? Three Hall of Famers and the season might already be over. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. Celebrating Veterans Day with Josh Allen on ESPN Radio. Happy Veterans Day to everybody that has served. We greatly appreciate your sacrifice and doing what you've done to protect those who can't. And again, we greatly appreciate you guys. God bless. ESPN Radio celebrating America's heroes on Veterans Day. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Darvin Ham has taken LeBron out of the game, and Michael, he's heading back to the locker room. 
That can't be good. He's experienced some uh, leg discomfort and will know more once he gets evaluated by our doctors. I feel good. I mean, besides the injury, didn't do anything, you know, extraneous on the play. Just when I landed, I felt a little spasm or, or, or strain in my, in my groin. Things have not been good for the Los Angeles Lakers. Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys here on Canteen Carlin. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Give her a follow on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin. You can give me a follow at Amber W. Sports. You just heard it there. LeBron James, he is day-to-day with a left adductor strain. Darvin Ham said on Thursday that James avoided a serious groin injury in Wednesday's loss to the Clippers. He said that MRI results showed that James had a strained left adductor and that there wasn't anything torn. So that's the good news. Now, James lipped off the court. Obviously, there's concerns there, but we are talking about a 37-year-old player, Courtney, that the injuries are starting to add up. LeBron James was Teflon the huge majority of his NBA career, where age often shows up, though, is in this form and also not feeling like playing defense in a regular season game. But nevertheless, also in this form when it comes to durability, and you've seen it here with LeBron over the last couple years. Anthony Davis was supposed to be that player that allows him to age gracefully. That hasn't worked out. None of the things that Los Angeles has done of late, at least the last couple seasons, have worked out for this Lakers team. Things seem pretty bad for where the Lakers are sitting right now. No, nobody looks happy on that team except Russell Westbrook, who for some reason is able to just kind of put up his blinders and not hear or at least react to any of the criticism about him, his play, his $47.1 million player option, all of the limitations this team has because of that, because he's on the roster. LeBron James, on the other hand, just kind of looks miserable to be on a team that's 2-9 and nine right now. And, of course, when that happens on Wednesday and he leaves the game after holding kind of the area of his left groin, your immediate thought is, is that the same injury that he had when he, you know, during the run against the Warriors uh, on Christmas in 2018, 2019, that cost him 17 games. Now, it doesn't seem that it's, that's, it's the same severity, at least, you know, LeBron saying that he felt good besides the injury that he felt a spasm. So it wasn't like he's down feeling like he just tore his groin again, but he's he's getting up there in age. We knew that the injuries were going to start to pile up, and at least that that's part of something that has not uh, fallen short of the truth so far this season. This team's 2-9. and nine. It doesn't feel like they're going anywhere, so you've got to wonder, what is their long-term goal? Because LeBron James could be dealing with this. I know it's day-to-day right now, but when does day-to-day become week-to-week, become you're missing you know, a good portion of the season? Because if there's a risk of re-injury here, I don't think that you chance it with LeBron going back out. Now, LeBron has a plan for how to deal with uh, this durability concern. He's decided that maybe he needs to change his game in one way. Here's LeBron James, the Lakers forward at his press conference. I love physicality, um, but I also would like for the whistle to be blown when I get hit. I mean... Four free throws once again. I looked at a lot of guys tonight, shoot a lot of jump shots, and they're going nine, 13 times to the, to the free throw line. I got to learn how to flop or something. Seriously, I need to learn how to do that, swipe my head back or do something to get to the free throw line because I missed it. It's getting a little, it's getting too repetitive. It's three games straight. If I missed it. 
Uh, I've been watching LeBron James play basketball for a long time, Courtney, and I can tell you he knows how to flop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to go ahead and give the referees your strategy there in a post-game press conference. That's frustration that's mounting, that he's not getting calls he feels like he should. I don't think that's going to change anything as far as his injuries uh, and what continues to you know it continues to be something. If it's not the adductor strain, it's a back. If it's not that, it's a knee. Like, there's a lot that's going on with a player who's past the point of his mid-30s that I don't think flopping is going to or like accentuating your dramatics when you flop is going to change anything or the direction of this team. You need more help is the problem. You're you're still the number one. You're 37 years old. That is the problem. Chris Canty, he typically hosts the show, Canty and Carlin. He was hosting Greeny earlier, and he had something today to say about the Lakers proving even further, this ain't going to work. I'm a Lakers fan. I've been watching all of this crap since after the bubble championship. There is no hope. There is no hope with AD and LeBron. They're not going to be able to coexist and work together. We're beyond the Russell Westbrook issues now. We're beyond that. The question now for the Lakers is, can it work with AD and LeBron James? And as I've said in the past, if you have to keep asking the question, eventually you're going to land on the answer being no. We've been being told no by this for the last three years. We've been told no by what we've seen on the court the last three years, whether it's going to work with AD and LeBron again. Everybody has been so distracted talking about Russell Westbrook coming off of last season that I think that they've forgotten the real root of the problem here, which I have always maintained is Anthony Davis. They've essentially solved the Westbrook issue for the time being. The contract's an issue, but they solved the issue for the time being. Him coming off the bench, he's averaging 19.3 points per game, almost 63% true shooting percentage coming off the bench. He settled into that role. The problem here has always been, well, not always, but since the bubble has been Anthony Davis. And listen, Anthony Davis has been a problem for his career in terms of also his availability and his is he going to be able to carry a team? Well, originally, he didn't have to carry a team when he first got there. And then again, things were weird with COVID and LeBron got a lot of time off in order to win that championship and the bubble championship and the sight lines and all that went into that strange, strange season. Absent that season, this experience has not worked at all with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I am one who is not surprised, Courtney. No, and I think that the the hard thing for Lakers fans is, is that, like Chris was saying, we've seen this thing over and over and over again now for a couple years and there haven't been any changes made. So could this potentially be a situation where they need to start actually taking calls on some of the pieces that they need to offload, Anthony Davis being one of them. Well, according to Chris Haynes, who works for Yahoo and is a sideline reporter for TNT, you know, there there doesn't seem like there's much speculation about the team being open to trading Anthony Davis. If that's an option that they're not considering at this point, it feels short-sighted because those two have shown LeBron and Anthony Davis, they can't coexist on the floor together. Like they tried this experiment. Did it work in the bubble? Yeah. But like that, the mitigating circumstances, like we need to kind of remove ourselves from what happened with that championship in 2020. Like you had mentioned the amount of rest that LeBron got. And now he's 37 years old, still is number one on this team. They did. They, this all goes back to the way that he wanted this team constructed when he brought Russell Westbrook in and then for, you know, forwent everything else, trading away all of their other players, trading away all of their bench options, and now they're they're stuck with this. So unless you can move 
your best movable asset, which is Anthony Davis. He's under 30 years old. You still have a very good chance to get a lot for him. I don't think that you're going to be able to not waste LeBron James in his final years of his career because you can't expect that. Let him get through this season, which right now is starting to feel like a lost season for the Los Angeles Lakers, and then get to 2023 24 season and then expect reinforcements to come in that's short-sighted because how much longer can LeBron get his early season shooting struggles withstand it notwithstanding how long can he continue to play at this level doesn't feel like it's going to be much longer no it doesn't feel like it's going to be much longer and you're going to have to if you're trying to win another championship and they're in a win now scenario how are you going to do it you're not going to be able to do it with the way the roster is currently constructed you're in a terrible situation when it comes to the contracts on that roster, but you do have Anthony Davis. You're right. It is a bargaining chip. If they were willing to move him, they're only one really like that. I do wonder what the market is for him though, because the concerns with Anthony Davis, I think are real concerns around the league. Like other teams are looking at him too. Like, man, he's not the injury concerns are still there with a guy who the last couple years has missed ample time with injury. And at his size and his age, you wonder, is that going to become a common trend so far? It feels, like it. I mean, it's been a trend. It's certainly been a trend in his NBA career. Uh, and again, the way that we would be talking about this thing, man, if they didn't have that one championship and that COVID championship, you know, travel, no crowds, you know, no, no. It was just such a bizarre championship with such a, a strange environment that we're never going to replicate again. But man, it's a good thing they got one there because otherwise we would be talking about this Lakers team the way that we talk about this Nets team. The Lakers are taking on the Nets this weekend. Weekend preview is brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways that you could save. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin with Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin. Is there ever a decision when it comes to attending the birth of your own child? We'll explain when we go three and out. That's next. Coming down the stretch here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin filling in for the guys. Check her out on Twitter at Courtney R. Cronin. You can check me out at Amber W. Sports. So it is that time in the show where we go three and out. Let's do it. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. Falcons tackle Jake Matthews was in danger of missing last night's game against the Carolina Panthers after driving from Carolina to Atlanta Thursday morning to be with his wife and witness the birth of his firstborn child. Now, Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, lent him his plane to get him back in time to Carolina so he could take on the Panthers. He did make it in time for the game. He was activated. He was able to play. So it was a whirlwind of a day there for Jake Matthews, Courtney. What was funny to me about this story is apparently Jake Matthews is in his hotel room in Carolina, in Charlotte, preparing to play the Panthers. And then he misses like 10 calls. I guess his wife is like blowing him up and he has his phone on silent, which men... Here's a here's a here's a little advice, okay? Unsolicited advice, but take it. If your wife is pregnant, if your wife is over 37 weeks pregnant, do not put your phone on silent under any circumstances or make sure that she is on your favorites list and that you have that do not disturb on where your favorites list can come through, okay? Because you need those phone calls, Jake. You cannot ignore the phone calls from the wife who might go into labor at any moment. He apparently they end up calling the hotel, they get in touch with him he drives to Atlanta he's able to be there for the birth of his child everybody applauds him because you know Courtney 
the man showing up to watch his child be born is, is who really deserves the applause here and not the woman who's growing this child inside of her for 40 weeks. <laughs> Same thing so happened with I'm Kevin. I'm giving credit to Jake Matthews' wife. That's who I want to applaud. Well, yeah, Not of Jake course. for making the birth. Same thing happened with Kevin O'Connell last week, and he was, you know, praised like he was a hero for showing up at the oh hospital when his wife gave birth to their fourth child, who... You know, it was, I think it was last Friday night, and then he gets on the team plane to go with the Vikings to play the Commanders in Washington. Like, I understand you have a job to do, but, like, this is not a life-or-death thing. Your job, that is. Your wife's in labor. Like, let's not act like, A, you did any of the hard work, and, B, that you should be praised for, oh, my gosh, he made the birth. You helped make that child. Be there for it. As somebody who has herself made a child... <laughs> <laughs> I, I the bare minimum bare minimum you can do men is show up that is the bare minimum I don't care who you are or what job you have show up for your wife so shout out to Jake Matthews wife and also Jake Matthews on the birth of their firstborn child Michigan State is currently taking on second ranked Gonzaga right now aboard the USS Abraham Lincoln in San Diego which is super cool Michigan State players got a chance yesterday to take shots aboard the USS Abraham Lincoln Lincoln and assimilate to the unique background and the conditions that the game is going to bring. Obviously, a very unusual environment there, Courtney. Uh, Izzo reported that the shoot-around was windier than expected, that the shots weren't flying straight towards their targets. I would imagine that wind is going to be a huge factor here. The temperature right now is apparently about 65 degrees. There's winds out of the northwest, 6 to 8 miles per hour, and they're going to be... Uh, heading towards sunset here with a dew point. If you're curious, uh, Courtney, I'm a meteorologist now. The dew point is around 40 and the humidity is around 40 to 45%, which down here in Florida, we laugh at that uh, measly humidity in San Diego. But the wind, that's a factor. Uh, and it's a, probably a, a chillier wind than it feels at 65 degrees. I know San Diego is always touted as one of the greatest places to live because it's nice literally every day, but 65 degrees for a basketball game. It's a sport that's played indoors for a reason. Like that's cold. I'm not going to lie. Like football wise, we don't think about weather conditions. You know, anything like this is just chump change. That's a nice day to play a football game, but basketball that might change the trajectory of your shot. Like if you're not, if they're not taking a lot of threes tonight, there's going to be a reason for that more so than just like the makeup of the team or even taking like long twos because of the wind conditions, the weather conditions, however the humidity affects things. I do love these games, though, seeing them played on an aircraft carrier. And this is something that ESPN has put on for plenty of years in conjunction with Veterans Day. It's a cool way to honor the veterans. And it's also like just a really cool look. I love seeing it. The basketball product itself might not, um, not might not be so great because of the elements that they have to play in, but still cool nonetheless. Yeah, I think it's super, super cool. So again, right now, Michigan State currently taking on second-ranked Gonzaga aboard the USS Abraham Lincoln in San Diego. It is, of course, Veterans Day. Shout out and a huge thanks to all of you vets and all of you uh, active military as well. We appreciate you so, so much. All right, moving on here uh, for our third three and out. We had discussed earlier, we had taken phone calls on bold predictions for the second half of the NFL season. You and I didn't get to our own bold predictions. So, Courtney Cronin, what are your bold predictions here for the second half of the NFL season? I've got what I think you're going to like. And we've been talking a lot about the Bills trying to lock up home field advantage that the AFC Championship game could potentially be Bills and Chiefs. I actually think the Dolphins are going to win the AFC this year and they're going to win, you know, they're going to make it to the title game because... Every time Tua's played a 
full game for the last, you know, since he's been back from the concussion to team is 6-0. and So I will go ahead, and that is my bold prediction. And when it's right, I expect something from you because you're a Dolphins fan. I, I don't you know love. if you're just placating to me or sucking up to me, but I like it. I will take it. I will take every ounce of it. As a, a Dolphins fan, uh, I will tell you uh, that that prediction makes me nervous because the Dolphins <laughs> fans are not used to nice things. We haven't had them for decades on end. And uh, the thought of that uh, certainly makes me nervous. But it's nice that the Dolphins right now are, in fact, in the national spotlight. I think that... That my bold prediction is just that the Packers are not going to be able to get their way out of this situation. It's and not that very this bold. Is, it's probably not very bold, but I think people think that like there's going to be some miracle here for the reigning MVP, and I don't think it's coming for that Packers team. I could see a world where the Bucks are able to find a way out of their situation that Tom Brady is. I think this is going to be a rough season uh, for Aaron Rodgers all the way through. Spain and Fitz, they're coming up next. This has been Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio with Amber Wilson and Courtney Cronin.